Let's start the hour discovering why the Slovenian capital is often called one of the greenest and most livable cities in Europe. Joining us in our studio all the way from Ljubljana is tour guide Barbara Jakovic. And Cameron Hewitt joins us as well. He's the co-author of the Rick Steves Eastern Europe and the Rick Steves Croatia and Slovenia guidebooks. I'll bet that Cameron has written a few of his updates from the comfort of a riverside cafe in Ljubljana on at least a few occasions. You know, it's so funny, Barbara, when I think about Ljubljana, it's hard for me to... Well, first of all, it's kind of a strangely difficult word to pronounce. How do we say the capital? Ljubljana. 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 So it's very simple when you don't overthink it. You just have to say it. And it's kind of like the city. It's, It's very simple if you don't overthink it. When I think about Ljubljana, I have a hard time relating to any particular site, but there's something that I enjoy about it. Well, you don't have to remember anything about Ljubljana. If you enjoy it, that is enough, because it's a small town and nothing is super important in Ljubljana. So just the enjoyable time that you spend there, that's enough. And if you take that with you, that's more than enough for us. So that's enough. You, if you just relax and, and let it happen. Yes. And Cameron, how do you find Ljubljana? Um, I think that's exactly it. It's just purely enjoyable. It's a it's a beautiful city, small city. It's got gorgeous riverfront promenades with outdoor cafes. It's got a lively, thriving market right in the city center, welcoming and inviting squares and bridges and embankments. It's just a, a fun place to relax and spend time and browse and not really have a sightseeing agenda. It seems to me like it's just on a on a human scale, but that doesn't happen accidentally. There's an architectural sort of genius behind it all, a Slovenian architect. Exactly. In the early 20th century, there's a guy named Joža Plečnik, who's from Ljubljana, and he gained fame throughout the Habsburg Empire. And then when he retired, he came back to his hometown, and he, he basically redesigned the whole city. He laid out the riverfront embankments, lots of bridges, lots of buildings, and kind of remade the city in his own image. And what's really interesting about him is he lived in the city, and he walked to work every day. So he designed the city to be pleasant for pedestrians. He wanted to have a nice walk to work every day, so he had huh. he had an incentive to make it a very livable city. So, Barbara, talk a little bit more, because you live in the town of Plechnik. What yes. do people think about Jose Plechnik? Well, Jose Plechnik literally created Ljubljana as we know it today, and Cameron is absolutely correct. Uh, when Plechnik returned to Ljubljana, he was already a well-known architect working before in Vienna in Prague. And then he returned in Ljubljana in the time after the First World War. And you see, Ljubljana was not the capital at that point. It was a provincial town. It was a small town in one of the provinces of Austro-Hungarian monarchy. It was never meant to be a capital. But Plechnik had this idea that it should be something more. So that was his starting point. And like Cameron said, he was designing the city on his walks. You have this axis in Ljubljana when his works are concentrated, really. And he would add to his ideas in different points of time. So it was it's not straightforward. He would start here and end in the other spot of the city. But whenever he would have a chance and there was money available, he would add to his vision. And a lot of his work was never finished. So when you're in Ljubljana and you're just thinking, God, this city is such a joy, you should probably pause and think, thank Plechnik. 
Yes, definitely, definitely. We do that every day, and our architects they still have to consider his ideas, <laughs> even today. It's a small city, like less than three hundred thousand, so small by European standards for yes. a national capital. Exactly, and I should say it's the setting is also beautiful. It's it's a twisty river that runs around the base of a mountain, so it's a little bit like Salzburg. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a castle on top of the mountain, and it's in the foothills of the Alps. So you look off on the horizon and you see Alpine peaks. Mm. So it also not just the the man-made architecture of Lozhyplechnik, but just the beautiful setting is is another part of its appeal. And Cameron, there's this sort of unique triple bridge. Can you describe that? Well, that's one of uh, Plechnik's creations. There was a bridge there already, but it's the main bridge that runs right through the, the central intersection of town uh, across the river, right by the main square. And he added two little side bridges to kind of funnel the human and uh, and vehicle traffic in a more mm-hmm. natural way, creating three bridges, which is called the triple bridges. You can just hang out on the triple bridge and sit and watch the world go by, and it just you see how everything flows, and you see the mountains on the horizon, and it just has that kind of relaxing feel to it. It's got a nice cafe vibe right there, and there's arcades, and nearby is the market. Uh, Barbara, talk about the market, because yes. I found the market to be just particularly inviting and characteristic. Yes, that's the heart of the city. Mm-hmm. And again, Plechnik would add to it, because we had the last big earthquake in 1895 that left the empty space that was later used as a market. But Plechnik connected it, this area, with the triple bridge through the colonnade, which is now the covered part, and the fish market as well. But it remained the heart of the city, so the open-air market with all the fresh products very important. People like that And it is idea. a real market. You've got merchants a, coming in. Exactly. It's a real market. It's where people go and buy things. I mean, when we have time, we locals, we love to come to the central market and we see how the seasons are changing. And, you know, Slovenia is low-key. Ljubljana is low-key. You meet the president at the market. <laughs> That's, That's okay. right. You can famously you can. meet the president. And, uh... and you do, actually. <laughs> Um, I think the other thing about it is it's not like a touristy market. There's one little touristy area that's right. right, the area that's closest to the main square. But then you get deeper into the market, and it's it's really just local producers. And sometimes you can see the actual carts. There's garden patches yes. that are not that far out of the city center. And people will actually just load up their carts and walk them into the market. So you're really getting stuff direct from the producer. One of my favorite things at the market is there's a mleko mat, which is farm fresh milk. And you yeah. just put in a few coins, and they, they load it up every morning with, with milk that was milked that morning from the cows, and you take it home. And it's, it's you know, you don't see that kind of direct connection to the producer in a lot of markets. You know, I've been to Libyan enough to, to recognize the joy that both of you experts have in this city and to think how few people go there and how accessible it is. If you're in Salzburg, it's an easy train ride. If you're in Venice, it's just a, a couple hours away. And there's so many opportunities for people who will venture to the capital of Slovenia. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're talking about the capital of Slovenia, Ljubljana. We're joined by two guides who are experts on Slovenia, Barbara Jakovic and Cameron Hewitt. Our phone number is 877-333-7425. And Joyce is calling in from Kirkland, Washington. Joyce, thanks for your call. Yes, thank you. Well, as I'm hearing you review the city, it reminds me so much of my trip there in 2013. I was there in June, and it was beautiful. And it was the beginning of a tour, and I felt at the end of two or three days that I could have just stayed there. It was so much fun. The city seems so authentic. Uh, It's almost like the perfect host, as if the host got it ready and invited us there, but then got out of our way and let us enjoy it. I love to walk, so I especially enjoyed walking up and down the river and up to the castle. If I remember, there's a funicular, but I prefer to walk whenever I can. On the other hand, we had a wonderful guide with us 
who would give us information that I wouldn't have gotten if I had done it completely on foot without any help. So the whole experience was great. I love to take pictures, so then I get away and try to find the quirky little things, whether it's the love locks or the shoes on the telephone wire or some other strange things that I saw. But uh, all in all, it was a, a great day. Oh, that's great. Well, thanks, Joyce, for your, for your call and your memories. Yes, thank you for calling. Happy travels. Right now on Travel with Rick Steves, we're discovering why people are finding the city of Ljubljana such a delightful place to explore. Our guides to the Slovenian capital are Barbara Jakopic and Cameron Hewitt. And uh, JB has emailed us from Titusville in Florida. And JB writes, what are the taste treats of this region not to miss? He says, I remember the spicy grilled sausages and the seasonal fruits and vegetables. Are there special tastes from your experience that we should all plan on trying? Well, Ljubljana is right in the middle of the country, so we really get influences from all sides of Slovenia. And Slovenia is small, but it's very diverse. So you get the sausages from the north and the sauerkraut. Sauerkraut is actually excellent in Ljubljana. And on the market, you have to try it if you are in autumn, oh. winter times. And then from the Hungarian influences from the east, uh, from the Adriatic coast, we get the pastas and the risottos. Everywhere in Ljubljana, you will get all of that, and it's all okay. Pizza is excellent in Ljubljana. But now these traditional Ljubljana dishes are coming back to the city center, and one of them are fried frog legs. Really? So if you Slovenian really want... frog legs. <laughs> Ljubljana, not Slovenian. <laughs> Ljubljana, Ljubljana frog legs. legs. Let's get that right. Wow. So yeah. when we talk about a cultural crossroads where Italian, Germanic, and exactly. Slavic, it's also the cuisine. And also Ljubljana was the green capital of Europe in 2016. So it's uh, a leader yes. in uh, sustainability and uh, climate change yes, sensibilities yes. and so on. What makes uh, Ljubljana special from uh, a green and uh, environmental point of view? Well, there was so many things were done in Ljubljana in the last 15 years. I mean, according to the traffic regulation, we kicked out cars from the city center. It's all bicycles, sustainability, uh, green energy in the city center, recycling products. Lots of trees. It's very green, lots of parks, and uh, people love recreation. They all live with these products. And also, whatever was done in Ljubljana, it was done for the people who live there. So not for the tourists. Tourists can enjoy it. Of course, they are welcome. But it was done for us, and I think it shows. That's an interesting point, because in Europe now, there are many cities suffering from tourism. Uh, that are just too popular. And in Ljubljana, you don't feel that. You feel like it is done for the people. Well, it is still done for the people. I mean, more people are coming, but for now, also, I would say that there are so many little places to explore that we don't experience the big lines and, you know, that there is no rush to see one important thing. It's just you can disperse to different areas Mm -hmm. and just enjoy yourself. So, Cameron... You're an expert uh, at knowing where the big sites are, and there's the marquee sites in these great cultural capitals. In Ljubljana, there's not the marquee sites. Exactly, and exactly as Barbara was saying, um, because there's not any big-name sites, it's easy to spread out, and everyone can kind of discover a corner all to themselves. It's a beautiful, cobbled old town. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We've been talking with Cameron Hewitt and Barbara Jakopic about the lovable capital of Slovenia. We're out of time, but I'd just like one more little capper from each of you. Cameron, 
when you're going to Ljubljana, what's some experience or insight you'd like to share? Well, you know, I'm not much of a shopper, but it's one of my favorite places to just go shopping, walking down the main streets and browsing. And it is kind of a microcosm of this whole uh, little country where you can get sea salt that's harvested from the seaside in Slovenia. You can get mountain scenes from the mountainsides. Um, it's just a very charming place where you can sample different aspects of the of the country. And Barbara? Well, Ljubljana is heading towards new projects, and our mayor, he was now re-elected for the fourth time. He has these new ideas to improve our life, to maybe make the river Ljubljana suitable for swimming. He promised us that he will go swimming this year, so we are all waiting. Barbara Jakopic, Cameron Hewitt, thank you so much for giving us a better appreciation of Ljubljana. Thank, thank you. you. Each year, Rick Steves tour guides take thousands of free-spirited travelers on escorted tours through Europe, one small group at a time. This year, you can choose from more than 40 different vacations in Europe's best destinations, from Ireland to Greece, and practically everywhere in between. Begin your next trip at ricksteves.com.